0: Knight and Christy Byrne. Welcome to Better Reading. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Cheryl. It's so exciting to be here.
0: Well, it is exciting for us too, because we very rarely have two authors. And here we are in person, three people in our little studio. Dennis and Christy are the co-authors of the middle grade fantasy series, Wednesday Weeks. The third and final book in the series, Wednesday Weeks and The Dungeon of Fire, is out now. Dennis is a science fiction and fantasy author as well as a computer programmer. And Christy has written 11 books for children's fiction and non-fiction and is particularly passionate about about empowering the next generation with science and all things STEM. I know what STEM is because my sister is a teacher. Do you know what
3: STEM is? (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's what comes out of a kettle.
3: STEM is like STEAM with arts in it. So that's, that's what we love. We love is getting that all right? that. Yeah, science, tech, engineering, so maths t- and arts and creativity. And, that, and that's, our, that's our
2: passion. That's yeah. our jam.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, so there is STEAM as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I kind not thought you were joking. No, I never joke. No, you never <laughs> joke. Okay. Um, I've never seen two authors that ar- arrive at our office with so much stuff. I blame Dennis. <laughs> like garbage bins, for example. <laughs> it's a first, Dennis.
2: Yes, we we always we never leave home without our custom-made vortex cannons.
3: <laughs> if you open that suitcase, it's got like two leaf blowers. It's got
0: like, so much stuff. But I think the suitcase is okay. That didn't throw me. It's the two bins that threw me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably a first in this office.
2: We're 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 on our way to another show and we're doing a, a science, some science demos and the the rubbish bins that have been converted into what we call vortex cannons. Which uh. Uh, they blow like giant smoke rings for which can travel for five or ten meters. they they're really cool.
3: Wow. Okay. There you go. So our jobs like really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: imagine. Well, that actually sounds complex. It's to super me. fun. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess the first question people are going to ask is how. Do, and and I, I need this question answered as well. So, firstly, how did you two meet?
3: And then how did you get to write together? You can't see this, but we're like pointing at each other. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. um, we started as members of Squibby, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, and that is just an amazing community. We're both from Perth, and the Squibby community over there is so supportive and so gorgeous. And we started like reading each other's manuscripts and giving feedback. And I just started laughing out loud at the stuff that Dennis was writing and. Um, yeah, we so we started sort of collaborating behind the scenes like that, and
2: yeah, that's right. We 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 sort of we felt there was some uh, shared sensibility in in, in the stuff a, that we lack were both of writing, <laughs> sort of a, you know a bit of sort of action adventure vibe that some of Christie's books had. Um, so we said, why don't we just do something together for fun and see what happens.
0: Now. I have spoken to many, many authors, as you know, and we have interviewed a couple of authors, but in a non-fiction situation scenario. I'm not sure if I've done a fiction scenario. I've done a husband and wife fiction scenario, I think. But anyway, one of the things that people, um, you know, because by now I should be the world's best writer because I've had 400 <laughs> lessons <laughs> on how to write, but I'm not. But one of the things that often sits with me is how solitary the task is and how even when um, people talk about uh, writing a screenplay to writing fiction, what they enjoy about the fiction writing versus the screenplay writing is the autonomy of it. Because when you're writing for screen, (laughs) there are so many other voices involved. So I get the impression that people who write do like to be in their own minds, write themselves, be by themselves, and produce a body of work. That's not it in this case. I can see right? where you're going with this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the best of times. It's the best of times. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So tell me about that process. How do how do you keep the same voice?
2: So we, uh, the first draft of the first book, Wednesday Weeks on the Tower of Shadows, we wrote in about a month, I'm going to say. Wow. And we, because we'd been, we'd been messing around, trying to come up with ideas like the ultimate idea for about three months, and then we had nothing. So we just said, oh, we're just going to, we're each going to um, pitch an idea, write the first chapter, and then we're going to swap. So So I pitched an idea for a character called Wednesday Weeks, who was a reluctant sorcerer's apprentice. Christy pitched an idea for a character called can we say? I think
3: oh, yeah, yeah. Des- yeah. Destiny
2: Brown. Um, and we each wrote a first chapter of a story and then we sent it to each other and said, here you go, write the next chapter. So that's, that's how we did it.
3: And a key part of that is that when you try and write something so we had to write a chapter every two two days. Every two days. Wow. So you can't write a good chapter. You can't write a perfect chapter. And perfection is what strangles creativity. Trying to get the perfect idea took us three months and we produce nothing. Yeah. But trying to do just just have fun. Just like explode on the page, just write whatever comes into your mind first because there's no time to do anything else. So, in the book, there's like a giant laundry pile. That's because I have young children. Yeah. And you (laughs) have a laundry pile. What am I going to put in? I know a laundry pile. Yeah. So, that was so freeing because I had no idea, there was no plan. I had no idea what Dennis was going to send me. He had no idea what I was going to send him. But then you had to read that chapter. And as an an artist, as a writer, as a creative, you had to honour it. Like you you couldn't just go, oh, no, I disagree with that or that shouldn't happen. You had to take on board what happened and then write your next bit. It was so much fun. It's like that game. Do you know that game
0: where somebody whispers in your ear, whispers a story and then you pass that on? Is it like that? I th- it's I feel, so random, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think I did that in primary school where, where you would write a sentence on the piece of paper and then you would like fold it over so that the next person could only see the last yeah. bit or something and then it went around the room. Yeah, so. and it's
0: also like the acting craft, you know that where you just hop on stage?
3: Yes. And, what's that called? Um, like improv. Improv. And the, the golden that's... rule of improv is yes and, Yeah. right? So so someone throws an idea out there and you go, yes and. And so yeah. that's what it was. There was, no, um, there was no no. It was always like, I love what you did. Now I'm going to do something else. And my favourite part, and um, this is something that I take great joy in, is that you can write your characters into the worst corner, like just impossible to get out of situation, and then email it to Dennis. (laughs) And he gets them out (laughs) somehow. You don't have to worry.
0: Oh, (laughs) thank
2: you very much.
3: (laughs) Oh, just like no problem at all. Here you go, Dennis. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) So, then you're doing this and you finally get a story, right? I guess a lot of people might think you're crazy. Would that be right?
2: Well, I mean, nobody <laughs> knew at the time, obviously. So, it was a, it was a month of, of uh, back and forth, I think. And then we, we spent another month or so kind of polishing it up, I guess. It's, it's it, a long time ago. It's a bit of a blur It was now. <laughs> never
3: written for publication, really. It was written yeah. as a game. It was just written for to fun. practice and to... Yeah, just throw that ball back and forth. And and then we read it and went, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when you pitched it, who pitched it to the publisher?
2: So um, we had the same agent at the time that we started working on the project. Yeah. So um, I think it was was at least a year from when we started writing to when it was all kind of polished up. And we'd had the first chapter critiqued by two different publishers because – Christy mentioned Squibby, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. In Western Australia, they do a retreat every year and they invite um, East Coast publishers and stuff to come over. So two years in a row, we had a first chapter of Wednesday Weeks in the Tower of Shadows critiqued by by somebody who really knew their stuff. And the first time, they said, yeah, it's good, but... (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: and then we sort of took that advice on board and and kind of rejigged it. And then the second time, they said, "Oh, it's awesome," and it, it, we it won the the pitch award at at the retreat that year. So I I think like, we won a okay. pencil, which <laughs>
3: <laughs> we scary. had half a pencil each. So yeah. yeah,
2: it was a it was a it was a plastic shark full of lollies.
3: Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so then, so we sort of thought, okay, let's do it, and um then we've got um pitched okay, so two I've got publishers. another
0: practical question, so when it comes to editing, do you edit your own writing and you edit your own writing, or how does that
2: work? um, we've been doing it for quite a while now, but um so in the early days, there was a lot of back and forth with Microsoft Word, I think, but we use Google Docs now when we're in the edit oh, yeah, stage, yeah. right um so and that you can we can both sort of see the see the one version of the document at the mm. same time put in comments and edits and then keep everything everything stays synced up that way
3: right so the creation process that's very um you respect what the other person's done and you don't touch it mm. the editing process you you get a spoon and you carve out your heart and you <laughs> serve it on a plate and then that person mashes it yeah. with with a fork and then you like put it in the microwave until it explodes and that's and then you give it to the editor, and they do the same thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Multiple> <laughs> Nothing is times. sacred. Nothing is sacred. <laughs> Nothing is
3: sacred, and that's um, you have to leave your ego at the door. And whole characters have been removed. Beloved characters yeah. uh, have been sacrificed on the altar that's, of editing.
0: And, and you're right. That's that's a discipline in itself, isn't yeah. it? You yeah. know, learning how to deal with criticism i guess yeah. i mean that's difficult enough on your own and then you're actually doing it with somebody
3: else it's way harder because yeah it's not just you and the editor it's you and your co-author and the editor so suddenly it's this like bizarre love triangle of um, yeah. commas and semicolons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can
0: imagine i can imagine so you got your first published right and then you go into this is the third, isn't yeah.
2: it? When when we signed the contract for a three-book deal, we thought we have a cunning plan because <laughs> they wanted to release them quite close together. They've, we've had three come out in less than two years. Um, so we thought our cunning plan will be we've signed the contract, we've got a few months before anything has to happen, we're going to take those couple of months or we're going to write books two and three with the same process. Thought, oh, we'll be ahead of the game. But basically, so that – pretty much all of that stuff just about went out the window. That the was such <laughs> a great idea.
0: And what happened?
2: Well, we 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 didn't really get the the vibe that was what was great about the first one and we kind of went off on all all kinds of sort of overly ambitious and elaborate <laughs> plot lines. Um, and so we got notes coming back like saying, "Well, you <laughs> we kind of have this book kind of has three villains in it. Do you want to maybe just pick one? (laughs)
3: Yeah, Yeah, You got carried away, as they say. But even though, though, I mean, those manuscripts now sit in a folder on our computers called early drafts, but writing those drafts, filled out the world, like gave us this really cool world building and we put our characters in situations that now don't exist in the in the books, but it helped us to understand who they were and where they lived and what the rules of the world were. So it was really, really valuable. Yeah.
2: That's a good way to look at yeah,
3: it. Yeah. And incredibly painful. <laughs> <laughs> and so was this all over COVID? Yes.
2: We signed the contract um, in was... March 2020, I think. Yeah. Oh, and that yeah. was like
3: that was before
0: people that was like
2: the, That was like two days before the first lockdown or yeah, something.
3: Yeah, some crazy yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. And do you think that gave you a greater discipline or a different approach to working together? I guess it was different for you guys over... Um, you both we, we,
2: mostly, yes. we mostly work just from home and communicating back and forth mm. primarily by email anyway. Yeah. So it didn't really make that much difference to the actual process of writing the books.
3: Right. And because the books are fun because we had so much fun writing them and Mm. because it was just about trying to make the other person laugh and trying to make them as exciting as we could. Anytime the world was dreadful, you can just dive in to this gorgeous manuscript where every second chapter is completely off the wall and you have no idea what's going to happen. They're they're beloved characters and you have no control over them because the other person's writing them. That was just wonderful. Yeah, it was such a um, escape and a release and a yep, you
2: know, yep. safe so, place. So, so, I, so I, I write the first chapter and it's like it's in a classroom and they're doing a robotics lesson. And then Christy writes the second chapter and they've been whisked away to a to a swamp that's just uh, full of bright pink slugs, like horizon <laughs> to horizon. Yeah. And then and then they then they go to a basement where where Grandpa's got all this magical stuff. And then and then they go off to the to the fairy realm where it's all ice and snow and and there's a the giant maze full of laundry and so it's all just like
3: <laughs> and then I wrote this massive like um, an ocean full of lint you know because yeah. I'm, I'm at home with children so yeah. I can see is an ocean full of lint and then Dennis is like oh my gosh I think something's going to touch Elfie's leg as they were walking <laughs> through this ocean and I'm like what what is it because I don't know right and then I read that chapter and I'm like oh that's so good I would never have invented that right so it's wonderful
1: I love the process and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Writing for children, how do you pick the age group? How do you, do you write up or write down or write middle? Tell me how that process works.
2: Our our original cunning plan was it was going to (laughs) be a junior fiction book because that would be shorter, so it would be quicker. Yeah. But um, by the time we had written the first 20,000-word draft, we were like, yeah, it's not really – it's not really – young enough for that age group. It needs to be longer and it's really suited for older readers.
0: So what older readers? What are we talking about?
2: Sort of eight to 12 years old.
0: Right. Now, I when I talk to adult fiction writers, I'm always intrigued about age appropriateness and content in a way that... And I'll give you an example. Like, say, for instance, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, right? When you read his writing... Um, early on in his career, it's very different to his writing as he ages. And I wonder about that with children's writing. You know, what is the process there? Because with fiction, as we all know, it's fiction, but there is always a part of that author in the story, right? Mm -hmm. So how does that work with children's books? How do you, are you guys just
3: children at heart? I mean, how does that work? Well, so if you look, I've I've published 11 books, but I have attempted to publish 50 million books. So I've had many, many rejections. I have never had a picture book accepted. Like I've written 50 million picture books and they've all been rejected. So I don't think my heart, my soul, is a four-year-old or a five-year-old. And I've written YA and they've all been rejected because I don't think my heart is a 15-year-old. I think... My soul, yeah. my joy spot, where I want to be is that eight to 12. Yeah. That's just who, who I There's love a hanging out with. Yeah. About yeah. It, isn't there? How old are your children? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, one's just turned 13, but yeah. he's still beautiful yeah. and little and, and not yeah. at all um, surly. And yeah, one's nine. So that's. And do you think that'll change as your child? age? Grow, yes, I do. Yeah. I do. Oh, you do? Their okay. age? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they will grow up. Yeah, I'm predicting. I mean, I know I like a cunning plan, but yeah, I'm predicting. <laughs> to freeze them at 9
0: and 13. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be lovely
1: if you could? But yeah. then also the Actually, if
3: I'm nice. going to freeze
0: a child, it would be between 7 and 9, yeah. actually. That would yeah. be the good point to yeah, do it at. Yeah. Yeah. But or 3 uh, I four. mean, they're
3: still gorgeous. Yes. I don't think it will change because I was... Happiest in perhaps in that age group. I was free. I didn't yourself. worry about you yeah. know when you're when you're an adolescent. You've got your body and you've got boys and you've got exams and you've got popularity. But I was like living on a farm and climbing trees and hunting eels and not really caring about any of those things. And that's where I like to be. Yeah. I think. What, what about, about you, Dennis?
2: Yeah, I think I think um I think twelve year old me is the is the target audience for <laughs> for my writing. It's all lots of explosions and I don't know.
3: Sword
0: fights. Whether it be
2: rocket ships or magicians or whatever.
0: How did you come to writing? Like, talk to me about where you grew up. Were you an avid reader? Were you a writer as a child?
2: Yeah, so um, I've always been very very interested in reading and writing. Um, When I was a kid, my dad um, read bedtime stories to my brother and me. My my favourite story was The Hobbit. Lovely. Um, And I, I wanted to be a hobbit when I grew up. Yeah. I think i I think I may have achieved that goal, but that's another story. <laughs> <You're close>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in high school, there were two things that I was super keen on. One of them was sort of reading and writing science fiction and fantasy stories, and the other one was messing around with computers. So um, at the end of high school, I thought, well, I have, I, I've I got to make a choice here. I thought I had to make a choice. Um, do I do a degree in um, creative writing or do I do a degree in computer programming? And so, looking back now, the obvious solution is why not do both?
0: Although, are right? they not completely right brain, left brain? No, no, yeah, no,
2: I don't think so. Okay,
0: not at all. I'll
3: take but, um, your word for yeah, yeah. that. No, because you have to be creative yeah. to.
2: Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I mean, it's problem solving. There's a lot of problem solving in computer programming and in um, in writing because in a the book there's a lot of prop, uh, plot problems that have to be solved and in, obviously in computing there's, uh, there's other kinds of problems where you have to figure out the best solution.
0: Yep. So,
2: so you did both. So, uh, no, I didn't do both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I went for the one that pays better. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> it's not writing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Oh, so you wanted to earn more than twelve thousand dollars a year?
2: That's it. Yeah. So, um, so I, I worked as a computer programmer for twenty odd years. Um, but that ambition from twelve-year-old me of, uh, gee, I really love reading these novels. or maybe one day I'll write one. Kind of never left me. Um, and so about ten years ago, I got back into it. And were that you was dabbling? that was when that was when my kids were about ten years old.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay, and were you dabbling in that time when you were computer? No, were not really. I not pretty really. much pretty
2: much gave it away.
0: Right, and then did you read to your children?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Where that, some of they of the they, ideas they were came quite, from? They were quite big readers as well, but no, it was um, it was when they were about ten ish years old, or in in sort of upper primary school, and they had they were given a like a creative writing assignment, and the teacher would say, "Well, give me two pages about." An exploding box, or you know, whatever it might be, a yeah. a, myst- a mysterious box or a, a mysterious stranger, and they would just go, oh, okay. <laughs> Beginning, middle, end. There you go. And yeah. I was like, why? May- maybe you know. So you were doing maybe your I've kids' been- homework. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. They would, they would, they would do it right and approach it in a very straightforward and simple way. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, what have I been? What have I been fussing about? Yeah, it's maybe it's not that. Complicated. Yeah, yeah. So then I started just writing some little stories and stuff. Um, the first one I wrote um, about my daughter's stuffed toy, which was who was called Ducky and Sheepy, the two toys. I have not it was read called, Ducky
3: and Sheepy. You've um, been holding out on me.
2: It, uh, the <laughs> story not was,
3: sharing everything.
2: <laughs> the story was called Sheepy needs a wash. So uh, and I was like, oh,
3: that was so much fun.
0: So
2: <laughs> that's how I got back into it.
0: Yeah. And did you once you started writing, did you think, wow? Um, you know this. I should have been doing this ten years
2: ago. Well, I think I think that it's inevitable that you'd kind of you know, kick yourself for your choices that you made when you were younger. But you know, I was saying to Christy this morning that you know those two things that I that I really w- was super into when I was in in high school because I really love computers as well. And now I'm now I do do both. Now I do yeah. both, and here I am in Sydney yeah. promoting our series yeah. of fantasy novels. Yeah. How good is
0: that? Yeah, yeah. It's nice when you get there, isn't it? When everything falls into place. I feel as though that happened for me and, you know, I feel infinitely lucky. How did you get to writing?
3: Uh, very much uh, the same, I guess, that I enjoyed it in school. Yeah. Um, well, prob- yeah, I don't know if it's the same. Um, I enjoyed it in school. I loved writing. Did you love reading? Yeah, I loved reading and I secretly wanted to be a writer because yeah. how cool would that be to write a book? But of course, you're probably not very good at it, right? Yeah. There's that secret dread that what if I'm not? Mm-hmm. What if my stories are not good? Um, and I had that dread confirmed for me in year eight when I failed creative writing. Oh. Uh, and I just went oh. home and just cried and cried and that cried. That should be not a pass or a fail on creative uh, yeah, writing because that can't takes it. the creative element I out of it? I put my heart it? and soul into it. Oh. I wrote pages more than I they required. I need to talk to that person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and I was just devastated. Mm. And I cried for like a week. And then at the end of the week, I kind of like peeled the pillow off my face. Do you and think
0: you, <laughs> you failed
3: because you were so out there? I failed. You <laughs> so creative. I failed, and I like, this is not still a sore point for me at all. So <laughs> no, I just can see that. don't even worry about that. I failed because of grammar. And this uh, is like, I failed because I didn't put my apostrophes in the right place. And seriously? Yes. And didn't you say that's what an editor and does? Also, I didn't follow the brief. I didn't follow the <laughs> right, brief. Okay. I just like went off on my oh, own little thing. Okay. Well, now I'm starting to yeah. see maybe why. <laughs> but creative writing, come on! Like, yeah. why? Why, are there, why should there be rules about that? Anyway, guess what I did? I got myself off that bed. I stopped crying, and I secretly started entering writing competitions. And the very a first great pathway.
0: Aren't oh they? my gosh! Unbelievable!
3: Yeah. Because you just you have that opportunity. You have a deadline. Mm. Guess what happened? The very first writing competition that I entered. You won? No, I lost. I, I okay. got nowhere. And the second one? <laughs> the second one? Guess what happened? You lost. I lost, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your support. That's true. And I kept I kept entering and kept entering and kept entering. And then one day I got runner-up uh, in the Canon Young Writers of the Year Award and they flew me to Sydney! Sydney! And I had my photo taken out the front of the opera house and that's what I'm going to do again today. Wow. So, yeah, you have to be resilient. You have to not worry about being perfect. Perfect holds you down. Perfect is boring and impossible and sad. Just go for it. I've interviewed an adult author who – she kept a spreadsheet of rejections, yes.
0: and she had one hundred before she was published. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is really stamina. I could—I mean, I can't handle any kind of rejection or criticism. Uh, so when that's I, that's the number one thing yes, you need to be a writer. Yeah, it is. It's Christy, like being an actor.
2: When when you entered all those competitions, did you did you when you when you put it into the envelope and sent it off? Did you say, oh, I'm going to win this for sure"?
3: No. So I think. Um, this is my because
2: I always I always assumed I was going to win everything, and I was like, I would be like, oh, I'm gonna. I was, I was waiting for the waiting for the newspaper to come out or whatever when it was announced. I'm like, oh what? Oh, because
3: oh. yes. oh. no, that breaks your heart. So I don't know if this is appropriate, but I think stories should be like boyfriends. So <laughs> you should have, please explain. You should have no one more that you,
2: than two or three at a time. <laughs>
3: yeah. exactly. You should put your heart and soul into it. You should pour yourself into it and give it everything you've got. Then enter that competition, submit that manuscript, and it's dead to you. (laughs) It's dead to you. Move on, write another one. Because so if you on only second, have so one, when the,
0: when the rejection
3: comes in, yeah, you, you don't drop even the boy. Care. Yeah, the, oh, the, the, okay. the boy I'm drops you. The boy's, like, <laughs> you know? the boy's like, you're not the one for me. Okay. It's not appropriate okay. for our list. But you can't even remember that boy because you've moved on and you're uh, writing the next story. Oh, I like that Does that, that make any much. sense? Yes, yeah. I like it very much. <laughs> it's just, just a way of
0: protecting yourself. Like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. Okay. I want to talk about this because uh, it happens to me almost daily, right? So I'm always out and about. I'm... I walk my dog in a park, everybody knows who I am, Mm -hmm. Um, just through community. Everybody knows everybody. But because people know I work in the book industry, people are always pitching ideas and stories to me, as you can imagine. And usually people start with a picture book. Like They want to write because they've been telling their kids stories, right, and they think that there's something out of it. I can't – maybe 120, 150 people have told me that over the years – And I, as a reader, think that is the hardest place to start because I, I mean, my my dog's called John Brown and that's because of John Brown, Rose and the Midnight Cat, which is the most beautiful short story I think ever told. So much grief, so much depth in, I don't know, I don't even think it's 50 words, you know. And what people don't realise is to capture the imagination of little people You have to be a master
3: storyteller. Yeah. That's why I've never published a picture book. (laughs) But even for your
0: age group, people think there is a thought out there that writing for kids is a good starting point because it's easier. Uh, And I completely disagree with that. I think it is probably harder.
2: That was my starting point because I I thought, oh, 12,000 words, that's like Zach Power is a a series that my son was reading when he was 18. And great
0: series. And I
2: was like... Oh, no worries. Let's get into that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it is tough to, to sort of to, to be economical and tell a, an engaging story in such a short short length of time and I don't think I can pull that off.
0: Yeah, because they are not even – well, I mean, even moving into your genre again, you know, it's writing to adults I feel is more forgiving as well. Writing for children, is you've got to grab them pretty quick, smart, don't you? You've got to get them into
3: that story quite quickly. Yeah. Otherwise you lose them. But I think writing for children for me is easier than writing for adults. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's where I want to be. I don't want to write grief or introspection or like I want to write action and adventure and fun and I want people to laugh and I want joy, you know. So that's much easier for me to write than, than grief. One of the most magic
0: moments I had a few years ago was Mem Fox came in. I love I mean, it was just so magical for me and she talked about the rhyming of stories you know and I'm not saying as in you know the, the obvious rhyme the rhyming of language and it was a real eye opener for me too and I think that is how you capture children's imagination at all ages
3: with rhyme yes we with had the rhyme. best fun in wednesday weeks so I've always secretly wanted to write a prophecy yeah, You know, because they do. They capture the imagination. Yes. And, um, yeah, we, we had super fun Yeah, inventing a couple of really cool <laughs> and very funny. Well, I hope they're funny. <laughs> I hope they're funny. Really fun prophecies. And it's that rhyme. Mm. They're fun to read. They're fun to write. Yeah. 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 yeah rhyming Chris, is Chris, fantastic. Christy knocked
2: it out of the park with those. Ideas. <laughs> I can <laughs>
3: no, imagine. No, I mean, because rhyming, and I think that's why I like... The picture books that you read over and over again are the ones that sing, yeah. And uh, it's really fun if you write a sentence that has that rhythm or, um, you know, assonance or something like that that makes it feel like it's a song. Or it's really fun.
2: my my most memorable picture book that I've ever seen is, is called I Just Ate My Friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that just kind of just grabs you from the title. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's lovely. It's cute. Uh, another favourite for me is The Little Bear by Maurice Sendak. I love that. Anyway, I can go on and on about kids' books. Okay, so three-book deal. This is your third book. What happens next? Do you guys work on a project together or do you go your separate ways or is that not an appropriate question to ask? <laughs>
2: It's it's been it's been so hectic the last couple of yeah. years. We we we, re, we rewrote the the second book multiple times, <laughs> um, and the deadlines were really tight. So we've just been we've just been frantically ploughing forward. And I, I I don't know, can't speak for Christy, but I haven't really given any thought to what's what's That's over next. the next over the next horizon.
3: I just want to get through tomorrow, the next day. (laughs) So we've got school shows. We're going out to some schools, which is going to be super fun. We've got the Sydney Opera House gig, which is going to be super fun. Awesome. And that's available for teachers to watch free and for their classrooms to watch free. So that'll be just a great way to get our message out there, which is you don't have to choose between science and creativity or, um, you know, being curious and and being the arts kid and being the science kid. You, You can do all the things and... That's what Wednesday does. You know, she, she just – she's not good at everything. She's terrible at lots of things. She's got a temper on her and, uh, you know, every time she tries to do science, something explodes. But she loves being curious and being part of the world and she's loyal. She's a good friend and she's brave. And so, yeah, she's just been such a pleasure to inhabit yeah. for this this time. It's been really fun. Well, Thanks, I mean, you know, your
0: enthusiasm, <laughs> both of you, um, uh, is infectious. Uh, thank
3: you so much for your time today. I've enjoyed our chat very much. Uh, so good to be here. Thank you for all that you do for the Australian book industry. It's amazing.
2: Thank you. It's been wonderful.
3: If you'd like more
0: information about Better Reading, follow us on Facebook or visit betterreading.com.au.
1: Join your local public library and you'll gain access to the world's best collection of e-books and e-audiobooks available for you to loan on your phone or your personal device. Belinda, we're here to enable you to escape, imagine, grow and be inspired through the power of storytelling. Belinda Audiobooks. Anywhere, everywhere. off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.